Oof. Oof. New year, new me. Um, no. My favorite saying. It's the stupidest saying. I love it so much. It's the like least true cliche <laughs> of all cliches. Yeah, I don't think anyone has ever had like new year, new them. No. Just immediately turn things around. No, unless they found out like they had a twin. Oh. Then that's the but new them. But then that's new year other me. That sounds like an amazing horror film. No, there's two about a doppelganger. Yeah. Oh my god! Now I want that. Could be good. Doppelgangers are very creepy. Very, very creepy. Could you imagine? No. You just you're walking. Me, uh, me existing alone is enough. Okay. We don't need another one. No, but just like you're walking through, I don't know, the store or something, and then off of the distance you just see you. That'd be like mind breaking. Yep. No, that sounds atrocious. Yeah. I I would never want that i know there obviously there are people out there that look similar to us well that's what supposedly yeah science and statistics say mm-hmm. is that statistically there's probably someone out there that looks like you well i already found mine mm, i disagree she's just like a thicker version of me i guess i still contend i don't think she looked like you eh, well <laughs> i thought it was me All and right. then i was like what the that's not me mm-hmm. and then it wasn't very weird i don't like it yeah, new year, new beginnings, mm-hmm. new opportunities to, <laughs> I don't know, I didn't want to be sad, but. I was going to say, what? to screw things up even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and new opportunities to get screwed over even more, oh. specifically by uh, the variants. Ooh, what's the next letter in the alphabet? Ligma. No. Bofa. We already did ligma. Sigma. <sighs> <laughs> And it wasn't even Ligma, was it? Pick any one of them. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I... (sighs) (laughs) 2022. Same shit. Different year, baby. (laughs) Let's go. And I am joined by... Yo, what's up? It's Eddie. 2022 Eddie. New Eddie. No. New him. You look exactly the same. Nah, 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 nah. There's something different about me. There's a different aura about me. I don't think that's true at all, but okay. It's the hope. It's on full. The tank of hope is on full. I love how you're just lying through your teeth right now. <laughs> I mean, hey. 2022 Fake it till you make it. New possibilities? Yeah. It's all true. It's going to happen. It's going to work out. Okay. We'll keep that blind optimism going. Day two, just me face down in a ditch. (laughs) I'm poking you with a stick. Come on. We are the show dependent podcast. We are the podcast that talks about our codependent tendencies with the things that we love, how they shaped us into who we are today, and whether or not that relationship has changed. And boy, oh boy, do we have a doozy for you today, folks. Yes, we do, because today, as we've said many times, and I'm about to say again, it's a new year. It's 2022, and we are going to start off the new year with sort of going back to the beginning of the podcast. We started off the whole podcast with a three-part series, and we're going to do it again, because today, have we got a doozy for y'all. If you know the show, if you've seen it just once, you know exactly how amazing this show is. 
we're starting off a three-part series on a TV show that is one of the best that we have ever seen, period. No subcategories, no breaking it up into genres. One of the best ever. It is the 2005 to 2008 series Avatar, The Last Airbender. The Mm -hmm. one true Avatar. Yes, not to be confused with the blue people. Not to be confused. Composed. That too. I'm composed too. Not to be confused with that just terrible movie. I truly maybe one day. Maybe one day when we do like a spin-off podcast where we just shit on things. We we call it no dependent. Yeah. (laughs) I can talk about why the movie's just not good. I truly don't understand why anyone thought it was good. Oh, they think it's like romantic, I guess. Also, the sequels are still coming out. Why? Just two decades later, for some reason. That seems ill advised. Who cares? Who cares about it anymore? Anyways, we're not here to be negative. It's 2022. Oh, boy. Okay. New year. Mm-hmm. New us. Sure. Show dependent. That is true still. Shall we talk about where and how we met Avatar? I think we should. Then let's get to our meet cute. It's a meet cute, baby. It's how we met this thing. What? I was a preteen when this series kicked off. And funny enough, I was actually not the biggest fan of this show. When it first released. Not meaning that I didn't like it. I did enjoy watching it. However, the big fan in our household was my dad. So he... (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. If it's appropriate, he's also bald. And kind of... He saw himself... A child at heart. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Yeah, but he would record all the episodes and watch them. And yeah, he just really enjoyed the show. And I was kind of entering like my hormonal phase so i was just like "Mm, i don't know if i like this thing if my dad likes it (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna like it but i i definitely watched it and i definitely did like it um i funny enough i don't think i actually watched it all the way through as a preteen yeah i didn't like watch it i watched most of it but I i think i missed some episodes i watched some stuff out of order yeah me and my brothers watched it along with my dad yeah it it's funny how now that I'm older, I can really appreciate this a lot more, which you wouldn't anticipate considering it's a children's animated TV show. Well, you like a cartoon? Yes, I love cartoons. It's funny that I grew up with this show because every time that I watch it, I get something new out of it. Of course, I started off liking the series because of, you know, Zuko. But I mean, can y'all blame me, ladies? And gentlemen, like, how do you turn away from that adorable face? But anyway, it's really cool that I got to watch it release and I get to continue to watch it as I grow older. And every time I do see it, it takes on new meaning. And it's funny because not only do I have a really strong relationship with the show, but so do my brothers as well. So this is like a bonding thing with us in our family. So it's very enjoyable and it's definitely got a long-term position in my heart so it's it's an it's a great one guys hey what's up it's eddie and i gotta say it's pretty wild that i'm just now connecting the dots you know that's what happens when you can't remember your youth ah the trauma but (laughs) this series premiered in the same year that resident evil 4 came out a lot of obsession started for me in 2005 i guess 
I definitely remember just stumbling upon the show playing on Nickelodeon, and since I grew up with Dragon Ball Z and Toonami, the art style got me hooked. Sitting down and watching an episode, it immediately hit me that this show was something special. I definitely watched all three seasons during their original run and have never stopped watching. I watched this series constantly and repeatedly, year after year after year. Legitimately fell asleep watching it last night. This show is one of the best shows I have ever seen, and it has some of the best characters I think that have ever existed in any form of media entertainment, in any story, I guess. Fair enough, fair enough. Absolutely. Cannot wait to break this series down season by season. Kind of wish we could do episode by episode, but that would be too much. Plus, there's other podcasts that do that. Every time I talk about this show with anyone, my love for this show grows even more, and I just want to watch it again and talk about it again. It's truly, truly amazing. Can we can we pump the brakes real quick? Because I just remembered something when you said Toonami. I said, Is it I had a crush Ugh. on the animated Toonami guy. Yeah, I think like his the name 3D. was... Like the 3D. I think his name was Tom. Yeah, the 3D guy in the suit. Something about him. It was that voice. <laughs> it was the voice. It's like, ooh. He was like mysterious. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, he's hot. Ooh, what's under that suit? I don't know. And then it's but I found it attractive. Wires. What, is he a robot? Yeah. I thought he was a guy in a suit. <laughs> He's a robot. I thought he was a guy in a suit. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, then I was sexually attracted to a robot. There were multiple incarnations of Tom. Well, you know the one I'm talking about. I think I know the one. Yeah, like in the 3D. It's like 3D animated and he's inside like the spaceship thing. Yeah. He's like, he's, like oh, wow. Shiny. That was something else. Now coming up, Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, mm, we go to the bathroom. Hi, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> pulls hair aside pulls hair behind ear oh god <laughs> what i like his voice it's it's the voices robots me, you know? and lions anything but a human for you i can't help it okay i like what i like i am what i am okay <laughs> hey it's 2022 hey tom from toonami if you're hearing this don't hit me up but just know a few decades like, ago i i thought you were <laughs> you get like a twitter a the bees knees i'll find out. him I'll find him. All right. <laughs> and what's his name? Jason Marsden? I probably could hunt him down because he's on TikTok. And get a cameo one of these days, huh? Wouldn't that be I something? would shit. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's move on from all this. Uh, oh, we're just going to get into more voices. <laughs> being attracted <laughs> to. As we go through this series. I mean, there are some great voices mm. in this series. But we've met Avatar. Now it's time to get to know The Last Airbender Mm -hmm. with our recap. As this show has three seasons, we got to break it down season by season. This week we're doing only season one, which they call a book. Very artistic. Mm -hmm. So this is book one. It's entitled Water. And book one is all about giving Aang, our hero, context and motivation to become the Avatar. You gotta say it right. The Avatar. Okay, Jackson Rathbone. (laughs) 
Uh, we'll we'll get we'll mention that I'm sure as we go through. The Avatar is the master of all four elements. Sokka and Katara find him frozen alive in an iceberg, and we get to learn about this world just like Aang does, and just as Aang does, or at least is reintroduced into it. The elemental kingdoms are on the brink of ruin thanks to the Fire Nation. Way to had- go, Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. I just. <laughs> It's just rude. Better relax. It's rude. Hey, not all Fire Nation. I didn't say all Fire Nation. I just said, way to go, Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. Hey, hashtag not all Hey, it's Fire kind of Nation. like the thanks Obama meme. Okay? okay? It's mostly ironic that I'm saying. I mean, it was their fault, though. Yeah. <laughs> because guess what? The Fire Nation has waged war against both the Earth Kingdom and the Water Tribes and has seemingly eradicated all of the Air Nomads via... Genocide. Genocide. That thing that's just welcome in every kid's show, right? Oh, yeah. Aang is being hunted by Prince Zuko, who must capture him to restore his honor in order to return home to the Fire Nation. Aang must master all four elements and defeat the Fire Lord, whose name is Ozai, before the return of Sozin's Comet in the approaching summer. Otherwise, the Fire Nation will be too powerful to be stopped, and the world as they know it will end. Book one ends with the failed siege of the Northern Water Tribe by the Fire Nation. Aang enters into the Avatar State and kills the Fire Nation's Admiral Zhao, temporarily weakening the Fire Nation's forces. And Zuko's sister, Azula, has been sent to capture him and his uncle for their failures. Wee, 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 wee. And it leaves us on a nice cliffhanger. I love cliffhangers. And you're like, hmm. Cliffhanger. This ain't good. Remember cliffhanger? What? You remember Cliffhanger from Between the Lions? No. Oh. You got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty I, good. Every time I hear the word Cliffhanger, I think of that bit good. from that show. It's a good bit. It's a great bit. A good bit. Once you've gotten to know someone, it's time for you two to go steady. <laughs> Going steady. Now it's time to really get down into it, as Kayla says, get into the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. And now here's what you find out. Ooh, why do... I love this so much. You know what this part reminds me of is like in cartoons where people will fall into a mattress and then slowly sink into it. That's kind of what we're doing. We're getting sucked into the memory foam that is this show. (laughs) We're just, it's conforming to every contour of our bodies right now. Help me. Help, I can't get up. (laughs) You have to throw a stick in. Oh, yeah. To like quicksand my way out of there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Or just like a life preserver, and then they gotta hoist you out. Yeah. Help me! I'm in the mattress. As soon as I get out, you have to like do CPR. Mm-hmm. God damn it! Stay well, with and of me. course, the indentation of your body is left behind. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally come to, I spit out like foam. Ugh. <laughs> oh god! Was it worth it? Was it worth the comfort? I'm going back in. <laughs> you just accepted your fate at that point. Mm-hmm. You just have to go belly up. Yes, you can't go face down. <laughs> That's dangerous. Have you ever laid on a memory foam mattress? Oh yeah. It's um. It's something. It, I don't like it. Have you laid on a waterbed? No. Not great. Uh, it doesn't sound like it sounds cold. And it's funny because every time waterbeds are portrayed, especially in cartoons, <laughs> it's just <laughs> like how is this comfortable? I don't know. Ask the seventies. Ah, the seventies. <laughs> Speaking of water. Ooh, nice transition. Wow, professional podcaster. Look at that. 
I wish we were getting paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could pipe in sounds. I'm not going to find them. But just, yay! Yes! You could retire on that one. I really think I could. <laughs> just walk that's out. That's it, folks. That's the best I can do. I'll never do better than that right there. <laughs> okay. Water beds are definitely um, the, the best element out of all of these to be turned into mattress form, I think. Yeah. I mean, there's an air mattress. Yeah, those are not comfortable. Okay. Well, continue. <laughs> We're going to talk about the very critical foundation of this show, and that is the four elements and their nations. Oh, yes. We are in a magical land, a fantasy world, where there are people who can bend the elements. Bend is essentially controlling them. Yeah, not like pick up a rock and bend it. Oh, whoa. But, I mean, you can do that if you're bent a stick. Cool guy. I bent this water. Splash, splash, splash. (laughs) The four elements are... Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Did you feel that? I did. In my heart. That was nice. Every single one of them has their own associated nation, Mm -hmm. which... Just a little fun fact. The only one that's called a nation is the Fire Nation. Because water is tribes, earth is a kingdom, and air is nomads. Nomads, because they don't really have a place. They're all over. They're scattered. Yeah. They, they have... Anyways. Yeah, they have temples. Anyway, yeah, we'll get yeah, there. Yeah. We'll get there, people. Slow down. <laughs> Jesus. It's so easy to just... I know, just... <laughs> this is pure slippery slope. Oh, yeah. We are on ice skates trying to go uphill. We are teetering on the precipice. Yeah. I am standing there just trying to hold back like a large boulder. Mm. And I can just hear that there's more rocks coming. Oh, no. It's just, oh, God, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. This premise is just so cool. So cool to begin with. Before we really get into them, I just want to really quickly say, we didn't look it up. You can go find the video. We don't do research here. No. And you can quote us on that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That'll be our banner for 2022. We don't do research here. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Every element has its own unique um, martial arts style. Yes. That they worked on and curated with a martial arts master. I don't know if that's what they're called, but he essentially said, ooh, fire, it's fast and powerful. Mm -hmm. It should be this. You can go look it up what it is, but it's really cool that every little thing has been thought of in the Mm -hmm. show, and it just looks so cool. Oh, yeah. So which one do you want to start with first? We should talk about the Air Nomads first. Okay, Air. Considering the title of the show is The Last Airbender, I think that's a logical place to start. I can see that, yeah. So, bending air. What does that mean? It means you can fart really, really hard. Mm-hmm, and you can just blow it away. Yep. You won't even know it's you. Oh, my God. The ultimate crop dust. You just... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, yeah, you could send it a mile away. That's insane. Yeah, but controlling air, mm-hmm. pretty sick. Pretty cool. Pretty dope. Very useful. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can fly. Mm-hmm. You, you can sit on a ball made out of air if you mm-hmm. want to. You can push people away. Mm-hmm. It's just very, very good stuff. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting. One interesting thing I heard, just picked up living, was that a lot of people have said, you know, it's interesting because if airbending were real, you wouldn't be able to see it. And in the show, no, you we, just see the effects of it. Yeah, in the show, we can see it just because they have to like they, give us some sort of that's representation. That's so challenging as an artist to 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 animate air. Yeah, like yeah. the like the air ball that Aang sits yeah. on. Mm-hmm. 
It's like a light blue color. Yeah. IRL, it would just be, it this would... man's just floating. No, 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 it would look like dust. It would be like dusty, uh, depending on where what terrain you were doing. Unless we got that in. nice, pure mountain air. Ah, fresh. Uh, air. It's cool. It's it's not my favorite. It could be cool or hot, depending on the temperature. Yeah, but it's very flowy. Yes, almost like air. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Earth. Dope, 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 dope. Very strong. Very... Honestly, I don't know. It's like so practical. Earth seems like a very practical element to bed. Yeah, I mean, you could do so much with You're it. You're like, oh, I need a place to sit. Chair. <laughs> Table. Oh, we need shelter. Shelter. House. Oh, you need a bowl? bowl. I made you one. Bowl. <laughs> I mean. You know, it's extremely useful. Oh, yeah. Earth is very, very practical. Yeah. And it's just, you can toss a freaking boulder at someone. You just yeet. Just, where do you think you're going? Bonk. Bonk. You're now in a box made out of rocks. Oh, God. You're in a rock yeah. box. Yeah? Deal with that. Good luck with that. In the same style, fire. fire. Fucking sick. Fire, fire. is so dope. dope. You, you just, just throwing fire. Mm-hmm. Never get cold. Always have heat. You you can get cold, but yes, you can typically mm, you just, help You just make yourself. a fire, though, you know? You got to keep that internal flame never, a lit. Never going to eat light. raw food. That's always nice. good. <gasps> my tea would always be warm. Mm, yeah, because you just hold it. Oh, my God. Per- okay, maybe. we're. <laughs> I'm going to flip-flop between which one I would be probably 12 times over this series, but... Ooh, that's very nice. Yeah, you don't need that $150 mug. It's just yeah. your hands. It's just my hands doing doing the Lord's work. It's perfect. Keeping my tea nice and warm. And they're so, again, I don't know the martial arts style, but fire is so It's just... It's interesting because it feels like fire's motions are more rooted in air than air is. Yeah, I was going to say. Because it's, it's like all very, about breath work. Very flippy mm-hmm. and very, it's the most... Uh, show offy. Yeah, it's style. very big moves. I yeah. mean, Zuko does like break dance moves. Yeah, because like airbending is it's all it's about circular. Yeah, circular motions. It's like Jackie Chan in any movie when mm-hmm. he does a fight. He's just like going with the opponent. Jackie Chan's totally an airbender. Oh he's yeah, he's just like whew, dodging. Yeah, he's just doing back bends. It's <sighs> so great. sick. Yeah, but fire is very fast like, and like controlled. Strong. It's crazy. Last one. Water. Water bending. Water, water, water. I mean, water, water bending is cool and very practical and obviously amazing. It's just, it's not for me. Fair enough. Fair it's enough. It's not for me. It's all about going with the flow. Yeah. You got to feel it. It's kind of like a mix of earth and air, I think. Because, like, they have to be very rooted in their feet, but their arm movements are much more flowy, almost like air bending. Yeah. And, I mean, just bending water is so mm-hmm. helpful. Oh, yeah. IRL. We'll get we'll get to some instances of that as we talk about the episodes, but sure. But it's just water is. You know this bitch is always dehydrated. If -hmm. I could just keep that shit in, (laughs) I would. You just keep it. You just suck it out of the air. Yeah, I. I, It would be very convenient living in a humid climate. Oh yeah. You're like. Mm. Just little water droplet in my mouth. Right. Before we talk about which one we identify with. Yeah. And then go further into this show. Did want to say, you know, you think about the elements, you think about classical depictions and 
their relationship with nature. Mm -hmm. And this show definitely does that. Oh, yeah. And in the first season, we definitely see, or the first book, we definitely see how the moon associated with with water. Mm -hmm. Full moon, water bending is stronger. Yep. The sun, obviously fire. Yeah. Makes things hot. (laughs) Obviously, flamas. The way you said that, I was like, the sun is so fucking cool, guys. The sun is killing it. But you meant it was literally good for you, sun. (laughs) And the sun's looking back at me with sunglasses on. I that is my favorite thing I used to draw as a kid. You always had to throw sunglasses on that sun. I mean, of course. How's he gonna see? It's so fucking funny. He's too bright for himself. It wouldn't work, but it it is just such a nice. It's one of it's one of my favorite things to be honest. Also, he's like blocking himself. Yeah, he's too bright even for himself. His future's too bright. He has to wear shades. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's gonna explode one day. And always finger guns. (laughs) Always finger guns. Hey, got you. Meanwhile, I'm dying down here. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, this earth is burning. Yeah. He's just giving us more love. Oh, yeah. He thinks he's being nice. Yeah. What's wrong, guys? (laughs) I just want to give you a little hug. Come on, go. Fourth degree burns. Just. (sighs) It's super cool how they get to tie in, like, the science with the elements to enhance the magic. It's like, ooh. Mwah. Delicious. Everything is so harmonious. Yes, it's very good. But it got us thinking, earth and air, they don't really have these things. No, they don't have like the natural enhancements that water and fire (laughs) do. Why why are you laughing? I was just laughing because I was thinking, what would it be? And the first thing that came to mind was like, are airbenders just strong when there's like a fucking hurricane? That's what I was thinking. Like a natural disaster? Yeah, no, it's super dark. Yeah, because like fire, I mean... Sorry. Oh, mm-hmm. we'll get there. Hold on. <laughs> Earth and air are really only associated with disasters. Yeah. Because air is like tornadoes and hurricanes and, you know. Right. Those are the only twisters, like things like natural that. And then things. Earth would be like mudslides and earthquakes. earthquakes. And yeah. volcanic eruptions would be like a mixture of fire and Earth. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But... Those things don't happen regularly. They're random. You can't plan for them. Right. But water and earth tribes, I mean, damn it. Water and fire tribes have distinct days where they gain or lose power. Oh, and it's like constantly the ebb and the flow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go right to the last episode, a quote from there, mm-hmm. where Zuko and Katara are fighting. Yeah. Zuko a little bit beat up, a little frozen because... With water bending, you can freeze water, so you can also ice bend, essentially, you know? Super dangerous. The water bending is very OP. Oh, yeah. Um, But anyways, Zuko says a cool line. He says, you rise with the moon, I rise with the sun. And then he just, bah, just so fucking huge cool. so fire cool. Yes, just yes, <laughs> king, yes. Good chick. And then off in the distance, you just hear <laughs> a guitar lick. So sweet. <laughs> Let's wrap this you little... see how hard this is, guys? Elemental discussion by saying, <laughs> which one do you like the most? Which one do you identify with? If you could only be one, because you can't do that cop-out. Oh, no. Like, hey, what would you be? I'd be the Avatar. Shut Get the out of my up. house. <laughs> Stop it. You know what the question was. Take your keys and never, ever come around these parts again. Fair enough. Um. Well, I know where yours is. Oh, yeah, but I'm asking you. <sighs> We're talking about you. We'll talk about Eddie in a second. Well, I don't know. Because it's like my zodiac sign 
is yeah, an earth is, sign. Yeah, and I do it. really appreciate the convenience and the, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's a very useful element, earth. However, I think You my, could make a car. That is stupid, and I like it. <laughs> but it would work, right? It would work. <laughs> just, boom, car. Boom. Like the We're rolling, boys. Be... <laughs> All you have to do is make the the, the Yeah, you just wheels bend go. the wheels go. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, sorry. Very, very, very practical. <laughs> I think my, my personality would be more aligned with the water tribes. Yeah. You strike me as a waterbender. <sighs> That's fucking rude. Then I just remembered also... I mean, we talk about all of it. We see it all in book one. You can also heal with water. Yeah. I, I tend give... to be a more, like, caregiver. Oh, yeah. So that's... You're, you're the healer. Yeah. I said, bottle of bottle of healing for you. Drink that real quick. Potion of healing. <laughs> now give it back. Now suck my it bottle. Out of that body. Yep. With a water bending. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no, I'd probably be a water bender. I think that's probably where I'd end up. Or... Knowing my un- unlucky ass, I would just be a non-bender. Okay, well, that wasn't the question. <laughs> and what's wrong with being a non-bender? You're useless. Just mm-hmm. kidding. We'll, we'll get to why that's actually not true. For myself, if we talk about, what is it, the Zodiac? Mm-hmm. I am a fire sign. Yes, but you are. A- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That came out super judgy. Do the freaking, I think it's <laughs> Swaggy P meme. Yep. <laughs> where he just turns and... The yep. question marks, oh, uh, <laughs> excuse you? But I also, immediately upon watching the show, I saw the Firebenders as a young Eddie and was like, my God, that's the coolest thing ever. Oh, hell yeah. It's just so, it's big and flashy and entertaining. It's also extremely dangerous. Yeah. And we definitely, the, when we talk about banger episodes, there's an episode that talks about that. Mm-hmm. But I also, I think that that's a cool thing. If I'm going to get even deeper, if you throw on your therapist glasses. Okay, here we go. And all that. (laughs) Armchair therapy is now in session. (laughs) I also think that it's really cool that it's kind of like you have to control your inner demons. You like have to keep yourself in check as a firebender. And I've always kind of liked the idea of controlling your corruption, controlling your bad side. Because I I do think that every person has good and bad in them. Mm -hmm. So I've always kind of been obsessed with the idea of everyone has to keep themselves in check because that shows who you really are. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that whole idea of what do you do when no one is around? What do you do when no one's watching? For me, firebending also shows that. It's you have such potential to do so much bad Mm -hmm. but you can also be so good you have you think it's like the most accurate depiction of what virtue should be yeah i mean it's yeah it's like and we see it mm -hmm. with i mean the two best characters in the show yeah i don't want to say it just yet i want to give it a little bit of time Mm -hmm. when we talk about the characters but and it goes the last thing i'll say is it goes to (laughs) stereotypes and all this where oftentimes you see the firebenders portrayed in the show as evil bad malicious all of them are bad Mm -hmm. but then again it gives them the ability to redeem themselves and with fire it's such a big like show of no i'm not this thing Mm -hmm. i'm so much more than that and i'm gonna use it to help others rather than just destroy so is this your way of coming out as a pyromaniac no, I don't 
I mean, fire is cool, but I you're don't... a little you're pretty you're pretty respectful of fire. I'm respectful of everything. Why do you think I like cats so much? Baby, you show them their respect, just like fire, fire and cats. You show them their respect. <gasps> a fire cat. Mm-hmm. Aww, that'd be so cute. You play with them a little bit, but only you know when they're in check. Mm-hmm. And then when you see eight hey, things are starting to get a little weird, you either walk away <laughs> from the cat or you just hit the fire with a little. That little bell that you the can little, put on top of the hat. candle. Yeah, yeah just candle hat thing. Relax down there. Mm-hmm. And that's that. How would a cat fire bend? <laughs> Out <laughs> of its tail? Just little paws. Oh, I was thinking a tail. I mean, that too. Because they whip their tails a lot. So yeah, but I they also see them little... throw the... Oh, yeah, the bat. The little... They go pop, 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 little fireballs. Mm-hmm. Oh, my fuck. That is so cute. <laughs> oh, okay. You can we got to move on. We got to keep this rolling. Next one. Next point. Avatar, it is an anime. Get over yourselves. For all you weird little gatekeepers who want to make everything an argument. Uh, actually, anime is only from Japan. Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> anime just means no. animation. It's just an animation it style. It's not in the Webster's Dictionary as anime is the Japanese word for Japanese animation. Like, no, it just means animation. It's never meant Japanese only. Yeah. Just felt no like... more discussion, people. Yep, we are the end all be all. Yeah, we are the experts. And mm-hmm. we say. We do Avatar. no research. We do no research, but we are the experts. Mm hmm. Don't try to fact check us. That That's what a true expert is, though. Because yeah. you just know. You just know. Mm hmm. You know it. Avatar is anime. Yes, it is. Let's keep going. Let's move forward, people. Because. Let's talk about what hooked us. Ah, I've been hooked. Oh god, that would hurt. <laughs> have you ever gotten have you ever touched a fish hook? I mean, yeah. Sharp. Yeah. Getting it's a hooked. hook. Ow. Imagine how the fish feels. Poor little babies. But they're so tasty. <laughs> I know. It's a whole other discussion. But yeah. I'll I'll leave it at that. I do feel bad for animals. But I eat them. Oh. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we are a much, bunch of hypocrites. Much like it's fire fine. bending, there's a there's, there's a, a good line. and bad, right? There's a line that we walk. But what kept us watching? Because there's so many shows that you see, and you're like, yeah, that's good. That was and a nice show. And you never see it again. Mm-hmm. And then there's shows where you're like young Eddie into current day Eddie, where I literally watch Avatar every single year. Oh, yeah. Multiple times all mm-hmm. the way through. Especially... As I said, it's been on streaming for such a long time. Mm-hmm. It's just throwing it on. And it should be. Should always be available. It belongs there. So why? Why why do we keep coming back to this? What hooked us? Hook. Ow. Sorry, I can't move past that joke. All right, let's continue. As somebody who really loves literature and studied literature in college, I love a good hero's journey. The Odyssey. The Odyssey. Every po- uh, that is a hero's journey story. Batman. Batman. Any comic book. Yep. Any comic book, really. It's great. You are you like gearing up? What is this power stance you're taking? You look like you're charging. Hamlet. Oh. Is he a hero? That's for Lion King. That's a different podcast. Okay. Anyway, I love a hero's journey. I love the cyclical nature of these stories. It's a great trope to follow and just it's it's ancient so of course it's going to be successful in my opinion it's fantastic a hero's journey who doesn't love a hero's journey idiot <laughs> i don't know 
probably a lot of people, but not people yeah, that are listening to this podcast. Just probably. contrarians. Um, Why would you care? I can't watch comic book movies because it's just the same thing every time. Yeah, Doug, have you ever seen anything? more than one of anything? Yeah. What do you mean? It's like people <laughs> complain like all songs sound the same. And I'm like... It's almost like it's almost like it's good. It's almost like the definition of a song is it's repetition, repetitive, <laughs> and they have melodies. motifs and melodies and all that. Yeah, it's like what are you even arguing right now? Are you just arguing that you're annoying because yeah. it's working? What do you go sit in a room and just stare at the wall mm-hmm. and then get mad because all the walls look the same? Yep. And why did you paint it that way? Anyway, <laughs> I do love a good hero's journey. A little side note, this is also a coming-of-age story, which Another typically banger. falls into a hero's journey, especially with young men. So I wish we had a liar. Oh, I love liars. And then a dude like a little... Yes. Classic banger. Classic banger. <laughs> love it. Yes. But it's, it's common that hero's journeys are also coming-of-age stories, especially when the protagonist is a young male. Yeah. So that the makes origin sense. tale. Mm-hmm. And that's... Great. Another thing that this show does very, very well that can kind of fall to the wayside with some hero stories is humor. The humor is perfect. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect level of it just knows when you need to tell the joke. Needs some levity. Take a little break. Mm -hmm. Break the tension. And it also is never ever to the point where it's just a million jokes yeah. One after the other, and then you're just, ugh, they're it's trying not, so hard. It's it's a great amount of goofy. Yeah. It's just, it's the perfect comedic timing every time. Well. You don't think so? There's one episode we'll talk about later. Probably in book three. That I just don't like at all. Oh, yeah. But it's fine. We can push that to the side and pretend it's not there. Like the middle yeah. child at a birthday party. Just go to go, go away. Hey. Everybody makes mistakes, you know? Hannah Montana taught me that. Anything that's perfect <laughs> doesn't have to be perfect. You You're know? right. You can quote me on that one. Put that on a bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. Because this show, to me, pretty much perfect. But there are a few episodes that... A few stinkers. <laughs> hey, <laughs> nothing is perfect. Every restaurant has, like, a few dirty forks, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. fine. It's all good. Yeah. But I think the humor, save for one episode... Ah, like a kiss. Mm-hmm. My compliments to the chef. What really holds me into this is the stereotype. You see it, it's cartoon, it looks like it's for kids, it's on Nickelodeon in its original run, and you're just... There's people out there that see animation and are like, it's only for kids, it's a dumb kid show, look at them making jokes, there's nothing more to see here. But this show, quickly... I mean, episode one opens with the tale of genocide, of war, of the Fire Nation eradicating the air nomads and waging war on the world. I'm so, just going to say, <laughs> real quick, kind of a bad idea to just start by the people who can evade you the fastest. I mean, but I it's, mean, maybe a, that's it's, a good it's idea. motivated. Yeah. Watching any episode... Essentially, you'll see there's so much more going on in this show than just, oh, it's a stupid cartoon. Very complex story. And I don't mean that in the sense of it's hard to follow. It's no, very it, easy to follow. No, it's not like we're doing the lineage of the Bible 
Right. And it's like it's not convoluted the family trees and Cimmerillion, you no. know. No. But it's complex in the sense of it builds upon and grows upon and you can see hints at things to come and Ooh, foreshadowing. Yeah, so the story is complex and the characters are complex. There's there's just so much deeper deeper in this show (laughs) especially with our main protagonist ang the avatar it's pronounced ong okay and freaking m night Shyamalan, (sighs) and zuko our main antagonist Mm -hmm. (sighs) you gotta pump the brakes just book one your brain almost like (laughs) there's an episode where it's just every time i watch it i just get chills Mm-hmm. At the end, I'm just, oh, so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. There's so much more going on. Because the characters grow in such a natural way. Oh, yeah. And essentially every main character and a lot of side characters have nuance to them. Ooh, give me a big old cup of that nuance. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, there's like... Lots of notes of flavor in that. Mm. Ooh, it's changing. look at that it's evolving because all the main characters are not one-dimensional no we have no flat characters in the main cast Mm -hmm. which is fantastic which is again as it should be damn it right just have people grow Mm -hmm. it's built over three seasons it's fantastic it's like it's like a slow cooker of a show Ooh, you all pop- the all the flavors get to mingle. You're going to want to pop that in just right let before it, you go to work. Let it sit for eight hours. Just throw it in. Mm-hmm. Just put it on low. Low. Let that. Mm-hmm. Just barely simmer. Ooh. <laughs> that water now I'm is, getting hungry. That water is tepid. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> is this cooking? I said barely a simmer. I that know. still means hot enough to cook. Just say, hey, hey, don't touch that, all right? Yeah, you got to keep that lid on tight. It's, it's cooking. Keep that lid on tight. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Now I'm uh, hungry. What have I done? Are you hungry for more? Yes. There are a lot of adult themes in this show. Yeah, which you wouldn't anticipate from a cute little show about a dude floating on some air. Some bald kid And wearing tattoos. an arrow on his head. And he's like 11. Yeah, he's 12. Is he 12 when they find him? Or is yeah. he 11? He's 12. How does he... Does he have a birthday? Do the Air Nomads celebrate birthdays? I'm pretty sure. Cute. We've said genocide many a time, and there Let's is... Let's say it again. Genocide. There is genocide in the show. A whole culture... Yes. ...is almost eradicated. Almost. Aang is literally the last airbender. Take a second. Just think about that. Especially when it equates to another thing that this show has, which is war. I'm hoping you can connect the dots... Imagine a war where there's genocide. One side tries <laughs> to completely get rid of an entire race of people. Oh, I don't think we need to imagine that. It it happened. For some people they don't believe it happened. <sighs> well those <laughs> morons should stop listening to our show. Yeah. What else do we have in the show? Parental abuse. Definitely. Zuko. Mm-hmm. Poor boy. Yeah. Yeah. Very heavy parental abuse. Yeah. S- just left a lasting scar for the rest of his life can you imagine how bad that would hurt from his own father how bad that would just like the injury oh alone? Well, just the pain itself yeah oh and then you tie and then you tie in the emotional pain oh this is physical and mental Mm-hmm. 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 we have sexism yes 
I don't know why I sounded pro-sexism there. <laughs> I am very anti-sexism. <laughs> that came out wrong. I meant to agree with Eddie in saying that there is sexism in the show. Just. Not that I agree with sexism. Yes. Yes. Finally, what we really want. No, I'm kidding. Obviously. Yikes. There's murder. I mean, yeah. Kind of sprinkled throughout. Wanton, minus the genocide. Yeah, wanton murder. There's cases where we hear about people being killed mm -hmm. mostly by the fire nation but i mean there's a character in one of the shows where he was just willing to murder a whole town bye bye kid you know what you did mm -hmm. dead you were born that's the problem mm -hmm. nice try original sin ever heard of it yikes we have immense guilt guilt is a huge theme throughout the show mm -hmm. obviously racism within the elements racism which is called what? Elementalism. I guess. I right? don't know. I, I made a board. I would think it would be. That's patent pending, by the way. Yeah. We've got the wealth divide and sexism within the water tribe. So then again, everything becomes more specific to just one culture. Mm -hmm. Again, all these things you can see just often not covered in a kid's show. No. But this show, not only does it cover them, but does it? A lot better than a lot of quote-unquote adult shows have done. So it's just, again, beautifully crafted. Very well done. Did you almost do another chef's kiss? Almost. I Good job. Hold them back. You controlled yourself. Well, let's get into it. The characters. We got some main characters and we got some sides for you. Ooh. Again, it's getting back into food. Mm -hmm. Aang. He is the Avatar. The Avatar is the only person in the entire world who can bend all four elements at once. Yes. A lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. He is 12 years old. Just really quickly, along with Aang, he has a flying bison that's called Appa. Yep, yep. Fantastic. Beautiful. Great boy. We've got Momo, which is a flying lemur. Mm -hmm. Very cute. They're very important. They help out a lot. And he also within him, because Aang is like five characters in one. More accurately, like 300, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. But also, the Avatar can connect with all their past lives mm -hmm. and talk to some of them. Which is pretty sick. Pretty freaking cool. Imagine. I and mean, some people can or believe that they do. True. So. But within Aang, we have the past Avatars, Kiyoshi and Roku. Roku was the last one before Aang. Mm -hmm. I know, a lot to throw at you. This book one, you know, we're building the world here. Yeah. But Aang. He's a kid. He's just <laughs> a young little boy. And got thrown into this Avatar thing. It reminds me, I guess it's, is it Buddhism? Where they believe in the reincarnation of the Buddha? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you pretty much, as soon as it's found out, like, you are the Avatar, your life is... Pretty much over. Oh, his life changed immediately. Yeah. His you don't boys. get to be a person anymore. You now are the hero for the world. Yeah. Lots and of throw that's on it. a 12-year-old shoulders. Mm -hmm. Some would say too much. I would agree. He's such a good character because, again, I watched this last night, but rewatching book one, I can see that it's often hard because when you watch shows, you see... Why is this character being so stupid? Or mm -hmm. why are they being so dumb or doing this and that? That's a dumb decision. And there's many times where Aang, like in one episode, he hides something from Katara and Sokka. He eventually, you know, he he's a good kid because he always 
eventually does the right thing Mm -hmm. and he apologizes when he does wrong things and he's i mean full of guilt which we will definitely talk about but the show does a good job portraying that he is just a kid and he wants to do things that kids want to do i mean the first thing that he does when he's revived after being asleep for a hundred years is he wants to go penguin sledding which sounds fun yeah and it sets the tone i think perfectly because it's like he just wants to have fun Mm-hmm. by default <laughs> pun intended he's a very light-hearted character oh he definitely is mm-hmm. and there's so many moments just little moments where he's just rolling around on the ground ah, or ah, yeah running I around his little laugh. i can't do it well but it's very cute <laughs> right he's messing with like animals and nature and just flying and just he's always doing something fun mm-hmm. even though he has again the weight of the world on his shoulders he Always finds the time to have fun, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we talked about guilt, and his guilt is he wasn't there. Yeah, he ran away. He did, and it's very sad. It's a banger episode. We'll get there for the banger episodes portion. But he feels so much guilt. I mean, again, imagine being the only one of your race culture left. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. It's very sad when I think about the last of like an animal species. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, that's, I think, our realest, most applicable situation is there's animal species that are just not around anymore. Nope. And it's just, my God. Bring back the dodo. Bring back the dodo. They were so cute. I'm going to take it one step further. Okay. There was this meme, you know that meme, where it's just like women talking about guys, and it's the Chad meme. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the women saying, you know, oh, guys have no emotions, like they never cry. And then it's a Chad with, you know, the dark filter and just like, mm, just dying, mm-hmm. hurting, tear rolling down his cheek. And it was playing like this sound clip of, it was a type of bird. Mm-hmm. It was a songbird, and it was the last of its kind, who was a male, and he was doing like the mating cry to, <laughs> to look for a mate and no one ever answered. Fuck. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, I listened to it and I did cry because I was like, God damn Jesus it, Christ. buddy. Why did we do this to you? So that's Annie. Well, now that the audience is totally bummed out. Um... Yeah, it's tough. He doesn't have a family. He's got the guilt of not being there. He has Appa. Yeah, and Appa, w- which is nice because he has Appa, a remnant of the past. Appa can airbend. And they find Momo, who is a remnant of the past, mm-hmm. who's in modern day. And these little bits of his past, I mean, we see him visit air temples. Mm-hmm. And every time he's there, he's just like, oh, fuck. He's like, they're really gone, gone. <laughs> these places <laughs> used to be filled with my people and now they're empty. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's always, this is my fault. Yeah, I don't know how you couldn't jump to that. Yeah. So Aang, Very challenging. especially in book one, we see him get used to... Oh, damn, it really be different out here. <laughs> wow. A <laughs> hundred years later. Okay. Tally-ho! Forward and onward and upward. Let's go to his new family. Aww. Who are they? Sokka! And? Katara! Let's talk about Sokka first. I'd prefer to only talk about Sokka. <laughs> well, tell me about him. Who is he? He's a little cutie pie. Who just needs, he just has to be the man, you know? He's (laughs) got to be the man of the family. He's from the Southern Water Tribe. Very silly, kind of a dumbass, but in the best way. He tries hard, usually goes wrong. (laughs) He's a non-bender. He's got a boomerang. Very fun. He puts a lot of pressure on himself. 
And I think he compensates with that internal, like, I'm never going to be good enough mm. by being the comedic relief. Oh, yeah. A lot of... Uh, a lot of comedians are like that. Yeah. A lot of comedians self-deprecating humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. just coping mechanisms. Just, just to fight your demons. Because mm-hmm. you're in there in the ring, just yeah. goddamn. Daddy and wasn't there, so Sokka had to be. Yeah. Yeah, his dad went off to, well, him and Katara's dad went off to fight in the war against the Fire Nation, and uh, Sokka had to be the man of the tribe. Mm-hmm. Of the whole tribe. Yeah, pretty much. There I mean, no... Southern Water Tribe is super small. They've yeah. got, what, maybe 100 people living there? Maybe. We Very see We small. see like 20. Yeah. It's a tiny tribe. And Sokka's like, I think he's 14 at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Something like that. 14, and he's not 15. necessarily like the chief. Like no, he's they, he's literally just the oldest male, boy yeah. that was left behind. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning of the war, he was even younger. He was like mm-hmm. maybe like eight or nine. He has a little boy. Yeah, so time has passed. It's been a long time since they've seen their dad. But Sokka's doing his hardest. You know who's not making his job any easier is Katara. His bratty little sister (laughs) who thinks that she's the best thing since sliced bread Uh also she's a bender so yeah so we get that whole complex where well i can water bend what can you do and she does rub it what i can do not be an asshole she rubs it in his face multiple times a lot and says stuff like that which is like very cool of you, Katara. Yeah, it's like almost... You're, it such, borders, you're such a nice character. Yeah, it borders on like what I think is like ableism in this world. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like, just because somebody doesn't have the same capacity as you doesn't mean they're less of a person. Mm-hmm. Fuck off, Katara. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like it behooves us... <laughs> it's so hard us, not to pile on. Yeah, it behooves us to talk as little about Katara right now. I know. But essentially, she's the younger sister... She is the mother of the group, though. Yeah. Because their mother is gone. Sokka and Katara's mother, or as Katara would say, just her mother. It's only her is mom. Gone. Sokka, Sokka didn't have Sokka a mom. Sokka never had a mom. He was hatched out of an egg. Yeah, it's fine. Only Katara suffered the loss of her mother. She never, and she maybe does once, but she like never brings up the fact that Sokka also lost their mom. Mm-hmm. Is that Shawn Michaels' music playing? Sexy boy, I'm not your boy toy. The pyro hits, and who comes jumping out? Oh my god, it's Suko! Mm-hmm. Oh, one of my youngest childhood crushes. <laughs> I have a, I have a fan art drawing oh, in one of my sketchbooks of him. Don't worry, it's just of his face. Mm-hmm, I'm is, sure. It is not pornographic in nature. It's just Prince Suko, <laughs> and I love him. Why? Because he's hot. And? Angry. And? Spicy. And? Complex. Yes. And sad. Aw. I like sad boys. Yeah. I'm attracted to sad people. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, thank you. I'm looking at you. I know. I'm looking at you. Tall drink of sad. That's Mm -hmm. what you are. (laughs) The big sad. The big sad. That's my wrestling nickname. Mm Mm-hmm. Zuko is amazing. He's a prince, too. Prince Zuko. Legitimately one half of the two best characters in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Easily. So complex. He starts off episode one as just, who's this villain? But you see him. Angry ponytail, man. Yeah, and the way he's introduced, it's amazing. Because it says so much in, what, one word, one moment. Mm-hmm. When the Avatar returns, 
it sends out, you know, the big beam of light into the sky and signals to the world that the Avatar is back. This is at the South Pole? Yeah. When that happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The Southern Water Tribe, yeah. Mm -hmm. We see that Zuko, we don't know who he is, but we see him step forward and he's on a boat and he looks up at the beam and all he says is, finally. And right there you can just see like, what is he going to do? How long has he been waiting? Mm-hmm. Why does he want this? You know, he obviously is, looks like a bad guy. So you're like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. But right there, I think it just speaks to so much of why is this so important to him? Yeah. Zuko is one of the best written characters I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Ever. I just want to say it's pretty cool that he is a young villain, too. Because mm-hmm. yeah. typically, like, big bads... Or old, old decrepit men. Mm-hmm. Fire or, Lord Ozai. Or evil women. Yeah. yeah. Azula. <laughs> She's hot. We'll give her a pass. Also, she seems to have a lot of mental health issues. <laughs> uh, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. Hey, leave her alone. But Zuko is a banished prince. He needs to capture the Avatar to, as he constantly reminds us, restore his honor mm-hmm. and be able to go back home because his father... Not a good guy. He's a really bad guy. He's a, I mean, he's evil. Re- yeah, like really evil. Yeah. Like he doesn't he's even like his kids. Sociopath. Yeah. He and doesn't. a psychopath. Yeah, he seemingly does not like his children. His wife. Or his wife. His family. Who does he like himself? He likes himself and he likes the power he has. He loves the power. But. God, Zuko. Mm -hmm. And to illustrate how within the same family you can have the biggest evil ever, you can also have the sweetest, little old man, (laughs) angel face, kiss him on the forehead, give him all the hugs. Yeah. I would die for this man. Uncle Iroh. Is the goat. Yes. He's Zuko's uncle, Fire Lord Ozai's brother. Mm Mm-hmm. A member of the Fire Nation. A very powerful firebender. Oh, so strong. He's the dragon of the West. Sheesh. But he is the kindest, wisest character in the show. Oh. Like, you know, Aang is kind, but Iroh, since he's older, it's just like... He, yeah. Like, Aang is, like, innocent yeah. is in his... Kindness. In his kindness. But Iroh has, like earned that kindness and that tender-hearted nature over years yeah and better yet he chose it he chose he chooses to be the way he is he chooses the path of just love yeah because he he's amazing he watches over zuko essentially raises him him. and he does i'm gonna say another line do it winter solstice last two episodes when zuko's going off on a solo mission Iroh, you know, says, you got to keep yourself safe. Be careful. He says, you know, ever since I lost my son. I'm going to cry. Stop. <laughs> and then Zuko's like, you don't have to say it. But he says it anyway, because Iroh says, I think of you as my own. And then I'm it's just tearing like, up. Oh, Iroh, you're such a sweet man. <sighs> Why do you have to do that? Now I'm all teary and it's so wispy. Good. It's so good. I'm okay. Uncle Iroh again shows why. You can't judge a person by their race, their culture, where they were raised and all that. How they look. Because, you know, Zuko and Iroh, they are the two best characters in the show. We'll give you so much more of why that is, especially in the coming episodes. But Iroh and Zuko are so nuanced. And they're so... Because with Zuko, you see it first, like... I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking. It's because you're passionate, my love. But with Zuko, you see it first that 
wow, he's a bad guy. And then later you get to see, oh, there's a lot more going on with him. There's a lot of logic mm-hmm. and trauma behind oh, all of these actions. When you talk about trauma. And we get there later with Iroh in later seasons. But I do think that in this season, book one, it's kind of immediately apparent. You think, why is he part of the Fire Nation? Yeah, you're like, why is this little old guy being like nice to this like, bully of a kid? Yeah, why is he positioned alongside a bad guy when he like doesn't do anything bad? He never does anything. All he does is drink tea and sit on his ass for yeah, much. And say wise words. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's nice to the main characters. Yeah. Who are supposed to be, he's apparently his enemies yeah an antagonist of but they like immediately are like you're very nice yeah it's like, hmm. <laughs> and he just like giggles fuck we gotta I, my brain just jumped like three seasons and i was like oh i can't do this anyway okay let's do these next characters pretty rapid quick. fire go commander zhao is like a douchebag a big antagonist he's also a kiss ass yes he's voiced by jason isaacs that's hot now I'm back on Commander Zhao's <laughs> Never mind, side. he's awesome. He um, Now I'm aroused. Not only is he an antagonist <laughs> to Aang, and they call them Team Avatar. Team Avatar. But he's also an antagonist to Zuko. Yeah. So we have an antagonist to both our protagonist and our main antagonist. A co-tagonist. Yeah, I was trying to, <laughs> I don't know if there's a word for that. Is. I'm sure there is. Speaking of which, the big bad. Who's the scariest, most evil bad. Abusive parent. Abusive husband. Fire Lord Ozai. Fire Lord Ozai, voiced by Mark Hamill. Another daddy. <laughs> Not attracted to him, but his voice, fantastic. Amazing voice. He is the big bad. He's, He's so fucking evil. He is who Aang has to... Eliminate. Eliminate. By or the neutralize. En- or by the at end least have a... of the series. Mm-hmm. This, yeah, the summer. Yeah, he has. he's got a year. Yeah. A lot of time. Next guy, sweet old man. Aww. Rest in peace. He's hella dead. To Monk Giazzo. We don't even get to meet him. No, but we get to see him in flashbacks. And he's he's essentially like Aang's father. Yeah. Such a good guy. Only wants what's best, best for Aang. Mm-hmm. And for, like, not only Aang as a, as a person, but, like, his, his heart. Yeah. Not only Aang's well-being, but also just, like, it's so much love. Yeah. He's, he's a very loving man. I see a lot of great role models for these characters. Speaking of a great role model, Suki the badass bitch. <laughs> Love this queen. Putting in work, putting Sokka in his place mm-hmm. constantly. Girl boss. Girl, Girl boss. boss Suki. <laughs> Honestly, what is it? What do they say on the, the tick of the talk, the tumbles? They say, gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. Nice. Do it, Suki. She's great. Love it. King Boomy. Wild child insane love him turned into a crazy old man i could not be in the same room as him i would have to leave he somehow lived over a hundred years very interesting it's that healthy diet of cabbage and rice but this boy is ripped a tank (laughs) yeah he knew ang when he was a kid and they were like the same age he gets to know ang when he's a crazy old man there you go jet Jess, you want to talk? When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Oh, and he is. He is jet through and through. Mm-hmm. Headstrong, mm-hmm. willing to murder an entire town it's of very... innocent people just because he was wronged in the past. Yeah, he's very uh, one-minded, which could be commendable, but uh... <laughs> a manipulator. But the a smooth ep- talker. The epitome of charisma. 
the bad boy that girls fall for. I know I did. Okay. <laughs> He's great. Great fighter. Very smart guy. We'll see more of Jet. You know who else I fell for? Who? Princess Yue. Ah. I love her. She, she is gorgeous. She is the moon. She's like the divine feminine, and I love her. She is great. And last but not least, we cannot go without mentioning... We cannot. Cabbage Guy. Yeah, Cabbage Guy. Does he guy. have a name? No, he's just the Cabbage Merchant. Love it. Cabbage Guy. My cabbages! <laughs> he's just... He's he, just trying his best, damn it. He's just a guy trying to sell cabbages who constantly gets those cabbages stolen, lost, destroyed, all the above. Yep. Most of the time by Aang and the crew. <sighs> cabbages didn't deserve that. No, definitely not. They never do. But this man perseveres. He's a testament testament to perseverance. He never stops. Katara, I fucking hate you. Oh, okay. That's where I'm going with this. That's the energy I'm bringing into her. I'm sorry. She's the weakest character on Team Avatar. Gotta talk about it because I feel like anytime I listen to something where fans talk about Avatar, it's always... Katara's amazing. Katara's this and that. And it's just, why are, we, why are we ignoring all these bad things that she does? Why is everyone acting like she's not flawed? Yeah. Flawed. Like she is not rude to her brother constantly and is not, you know, all this and that. And spoiler alert for books two and three, I really don't think she grows out of it. No. I really don't. Th- she changes in other ways, but I really don't think she ever like grows out of being a bully. Yeah, yeah, just being rude and quick to judge. She's very judgmental, mm-hmm. and she never, in my mind, ever makes it up to Sokka. At least, I'll talk about it in book three, but she does something and never apologizes for it, and I'm like, how dare you? Yeah, it's super hard for me to like Katara. Well, let's talk about some good <sighs> things for her real quick. Okay. Because Katara, she's a great character, but she's also the worst. She's great in the sense of she is very strong. Parents gone. One dead, she has to take care of her brother, sort of steps up in the mother role, even though she's younger. We'll give her that. Yeah. She's very caring of people. She always sees the good in people. She's a good bender. Mm-hmm. Very strong bender. She apparently has it in her to be a healer. Among other things. Mm-hmm. She's very helpful. She, again, she does a lot of good things, but that's not the point of this section. For one, just the thing that Kayla and I don't like is that her bending power creeps real fast. You know, we see her episode one, not very capable at all. But like episode four, she's just doing more and more and it's like... Lots of damage. Yeah, and then by the end of the season, she's apparently like a master, essentially. And it's like, where did she get this from? Did they just dump all that like firebending juice into her? Yeah. In the South Pole? Like... (laughs) Because it's, you know, and and I get that things happen off screen and no, there shouldn't be a 50 episode series or no, 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 no. season where we have to see her learn everything. But it's also like, I don't know, just the jumps in power were a bit much. Yeah, they were pretty drastic. Not to mention pretty risky in uh, some cases. What do you mean? Oh, just like with the scroll. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's a thief. Yeah. We're just ne- going to pretend like, never I don't apologizes know, for her that. alignment on like the alignment scale seems to like flicker pretty she's pretty chaotic yeah she's i don't know i'm trying to remember i think she does say like sorry i took the scroll but then is immediately like but i'm not sorry yeah 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 
And then, like, again, just dumps on Sokka for being like, you probably shouldn't have stole it, which is true. <sighs> She's just, like, always has to be right. Mm-hmm. Which is really annoying. She's hashtag never wrong. She, it's very, like, toxic parent energy. Mm-hmm. Where even when, if you did something and made a mistake and you apologize for it, she'll bring it back up. She will never let you forget that one time you screwed up. Right. And it's like, but she gets to make mistakes all the time. Oh, yeah. If and it's bring... like, as soon as you call her out on it, you're the worst person ever. Absolutely. She's very gaslighty. I don't know. She's got some gaslight tendencies. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Also, girl, you you falling over Jet is sloppy. Just right. come on. Come it's, on. Especially Jet. It's just, she. That makes she... me like her even less. Because it's like, yeah, Jet is charismatic and it's like he's hot and I get it. But could you not be so stupid about it? Yeah, she immediately says, oh, wow, this guy's hot. And then just, oh, my brother, the guy that I've lived with my whole life, not going to trust him about anything. No. I trust this new guy because I want to kiss him. It's funny because she, like, she thinks that she's all up in her head and, like, very intelligent and smart. But she seems to make judgment calls from her gut, which Mm -hmm. tends to be wrong. Yeah. And then they give Sokka crap about it, even though he was right. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, every time. And Sokka's gut is almost always right, but mm-hmm. his brain is just kind of dumber. Hey, he's but- <laughs> a smart boy. He's a smart boy. He's a, he's a growing man. He's got to take some breaks, some naps. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. poor Sokka just has to work, like, triple as hard to do the same amount of things as Ava- as Aang and Katara. That's why Sokka's the best. Ah, poor thing. He's a goat. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And again, as we said before, I have to say it again. And it's become a meme and a running joke with Avatar fans. Mm-hmm. Just how many times Katara brings up that her mother's dead. And I get it. And I understand. And we see the situation horrible. But at what point? <laughs> Can we stop using that as an excuse to be a monster? Do we stop opening conversations with that? Yeah. Because she's very quick to be like, oh, new person. My mom's dead. Because of the Fire Nation. Yeah. And they're like, cool. Do you want to buy this guava (laughs) (laughs) or not? What is happening? (sighs) And again, it's something in book three. But essentially, she never, ever seems to sympathize or empathize with Sokka and the fact that he also lost his mother. Mm -hmm. Because Sokka never brings it up. Or he rarely does. He brings it up like once or twice. And when... if he does, it's never as an excuse. Yeah, and it's when he's asked about it. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, I think it speaks to Sokka's strength as a character or as a person. He has all these sad things that happen to him. Essentially lost both parents. One of them to, you know, death permanently. The other one off to war. But he always just tries to be there and strong for everyone else. Meanwhile, Katara just has to always play this sympathy and card. And make it about her. And make it about her. Because it's never, it's never we lost our mother. It's I lost my mother. Which to me just rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can you be a sibling and not also be like, my brother is in pain? Yeah, because she's, she's a narcissist. She doesn't yeah. really see things outside of herself and her wants. Mm-hmm. And she only really uses people and objects to get what she wants. Right. Deep breath. <sighs> Okay, we're going to shit on one more thing, and then we'll go to Happy Land, okay, guys? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because a perfect show can still have its flaws. Book one has 
the worst episode of the entire series. At least they got it out of the way. Thankfully. An episode that is pretty much universally panned, and some, like myself and Kayla, absolutely hate it. It's ass. The episode is called The Great Divide, (laughs) more like The Great Disappointment. Damn, got him, honey. I'm gonna have to go off here. Have to. I got to shit on Katara, now you go. Have to say, listen, I get that they're like a Nickelodeon podcast, but the official Avatar podcast did an episode on this episode, and they did a second episode that was supposed to be a debate on the pros and cons of the episode. For one, yes, you can try and find some good things. There are maybe, there's a couple good funny parts, but... Honestly, this episode is just not a good episode. In that episode where they were supposed to have a debate, the guy that they brought on to say how bad it was, essentially immediately was like, I'm not actually going to argue how bad it is, and I'm just going to agree with the woman who says how good it is. And it's like, why even have this episode? This is not a debate, people. If you're not going to actually try and prove your point, then why even do it? This episode is bad because... And I'm going to take some points that Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko, said. He, Daddy, he said, sorry, I had to get that one. <laughs> essentially, this episode makes everyone unlikable. Yep, nobody does anything good. Aang is annoying at the end because he does something, and I get that he's a kid and characters are nuanced and all that, but he does something he essentially never does ever again, is that he just lies. Yeah, and he breaks like, his moral code. And it's just like, oh, who cares? And then never does it again. Sokka who is stubborn, yes, but he's just like, likes these people who are shitty. Katara is even worse Katara than she normally is. It's just Katara on like level 10. Yeah. It's just Katara when she doesn't apologize at the end. Katara is essentially just Katara. But Sokka and Aang are unlikable because of what they do. Another thing that they brought up that was supposed to be good was like, oh, but it has like different unique art styles. Who gives a shit? I did like the creatures in the episode, but I think that was like really the only thing. Yeah, but it's like, oh, because when people tell stories, it's like in a different art style that's like slightly different each time. And it's like, okay, we get beautiful art in many other episodes. Everything that they did in this episode was done so much better in other episodes. Yeah, the same goals were achieved in different ways. Yeah, we get to see earthbending done very cool in other episodes. We get to see like... Aang be a mediator and help people out in different episodes. We get to see Sokka help people in different episodes. Katara help people in different episodes. Everything about this episode is so useless. Mm -hmm. It's so useless. There's not, to me, there's not a good point to have this. And the testament that I think, because the last thing that they said was, it suffers from being wedged in between amazing episodes. I believe the one right before it is Jet, which is a banger. Oh, yeah. And then the one right after it is the best episode of the season, in my opinion, The Storm. Mm-hmm. So it's just banger, terrible, and then banger. A shit sandwich, And they tried will. to say, like, oh, well, if you put it in a different order, then it would be a good episode. And that, to me, says, if you could take this episode and place it anywhere else mm-hmm. and it would work, get rid of it completely. Because if it can be moved anywhere, that means it can also be removed and nothing is lost. Yeah. I legitimately... Because this is a linear this is a linear storytelling. Yeah. If it were more of an anthology style, sure, sure, you could make that argument. But because this is linear, we need to stay on a trajectory of where our characters are going. Yeah. Everything is self-contained. Nothing 
prior to this or after this is affected. No, and there's not any, even a callback in future episodes to anything that occurred within no, yeah. the episode. And the only callback, spoiler for book three, is just making fun of this episode. Yeah, they said, <laughs> ooh, we fucked up, didn't this we? This is that fans don't like it. And that's funny. That is funny. This episode is not. It can be removed completely and nothing is lost, so why even have it? That's it. We'll that's, leave it there. Okay, you know what? Piece. We're done. We're done. There are many ships that have set sail from the fan base. Mm-hmm. And we want to just bring a few of those up because we'll talk about them as the season goes on and really just, I guess, make our case that there's one that was originally thought of to be the main love story. It is called... But it didn't. Sorry. What's it called? Zutara. That's right. Main bad guy Zuko and Katara. The only way I could like Katara is if she ends up with this guy. Could you imagine? I would shit. That was the right choice because there's there's episodes, one that very much makes the case that Aang is in love with Katara. In that episode, Katara does not say Aang this way at all. And it should have stayed that way. Yeah, because he's a kid and she's like a slightly older kid. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yep. it's like, yuck, I don't like this. Right. Ew. Very Ugh. weird. In some ways, I don't feel it's earned. No. And just how hot is the... Oh, my the, God. What is it? Enemies to lovers storyline? It's the best. <laughs> you want to make a woman nut. Oh. Give her an enemies to lovers storyline. Mm-hmm. It's the shit. And I love it. It and really it's the is. Best, and it's so, it's so sexy. And there's so many moments where, you know, I mean, I guess I'll just sort of talk about it because we're going to get to the episodes. Like Katara loses a necklace and Zuko finds it. And then he kind of returns it to her. Or at least points out, like, hey, I have this. Could have had that where he returns it, and it's like, ooh, what's going on here? Give a little, like, Katara's, like, so grateful. She gives him a kiss, and she's like, oh, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm all flustered. And, like, right. was caught up in my emotions. Sorry, but, like, he's into, oh, my God. Sorry, I'm sure there's a ton <laughs> of fanfic out there that I could find. I have not read, but I probably will in the future. <laughs> right. Again, we'll, we'll keep track of Zutara as we go and mm-hmm. let you know where they could have gone right because it was their original idea. Go with your gut, people. God should, damn it. They should have stuck with it. Uh, Other ones, though. I mean, Sokka and Yue are in this season. That, what's that name? Sue? 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 That's a pretty name. Yuka? Yuka. <laughs> I mean, she unfortunately uh, becomes the moon. So that doesn't really work out. <laughs> we have but so- I get to look at her every night. Mm-hmm. Hi, Yue. You look beautiful tonight. <laughs> we have the Sokka and Suki love story. Love that one's line. pretty good. I like it's that pretty one. Pretty good, you know. She she puts him in his place. He I, likes I that. love a woman that'll keep a man in check. Mm-hmm. I love a woman who can kick my ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's just Sokka, right yeah. there. Some fans also ship Katara with the other dudes she meets in the season. Haru, who's an Earthbender, he's whatever. And that's like the most, somehow that's more vanilla than her and Aang. Yeah. And then Jet, bad boy. Ooh. Yeah. We'll keep track because let's get to it. Let's just talk about some banger episodes, why they're so good, what they do for these characters, and how they set the scene for later things. So starting off with the banger episodes, Southern Air Temple is just like, hello, genocide. Like, <laughs> just like, oh, is this lighthearted? Are you two episodes in? Oh, well, this are you is... just like going to eat some popcorn? Yeah, a little just kid show. Flip it Fun. On. He's flying. He's sliding on penguins. Death Guess to what? everyone. Episode three. Also skeletons. Genocide. Yikes. 
Yeah. So sad. They go to the Southern Ant Temple where Aang lived. Mm-hmm. He's like, I wonder where everyone is. He's so optimistic. Katara- like, I can't wait to meet you guys to like see everyone. Yeah, because Katara and Sokka at the beginning, they're looking at each other like, like oh boy. Uh, and then Katara's only- like, hey, you know, it's been 100 years and like Fire Nation's supposed to get rid of everything. And Aang's like, oh, well, that's the reason we live up high. You know, you can't get to an Air Nomad uh, home. Unless you're an air nomad, so it would have been impossible for them to get there. And oh boy, was Aang wrong. Ooh, buddy. It's Just a- corpses. And yeah, and Katara tries to save him from the pain. Sokka's worried about eating. They find Momo there. But before they find Momo, Aang walks into a room, which is pretty... I mean, it's kind of badass. Oh, it's metal as hell. Because he walks into a room and sees a bunch of Fire Nation armor and skeletons. And it's like, ooh, someone killed a bunch of Fire Nation in here. But also, how did they get in here? And then at the end of the room, we see the skeleton of Monk Gyatso, who was like Aang's father, just there. And it's like one half like, damn, Gyatso was fucking him up. Mm-hmm. He was giving him to work. But in the second time, he also died fighting. Yeah. And Aang is just like overcome with emotion and slips into the avatar state mm-hmm. super scary yeah the avatar state in short is just like it's a defense mechanism mm-hmm. he essentially only goes into it when he's overcome with emotion or he's about to die it's like a fail safe like here's all the power of the past avatars so you don't die and break the bloodline yeah he goes to enter into that because he's just like this is it i'm the last there's no one else he was gone for a hundred years, and you kind of assume that that's the case, but seeing it, like seeing your people, especially the home you had, and your father dead, mm-hmm. and again, it's that, I should have been here. Yep. Like, I could have maybe stopped this, and I let this happen. So yeah, but Sokka and Katara say, well, we're your family now. Mm-hmm. You can be with us. Calms him down. And he gets Momo, which is a nice, like consolation prize there's still some things of the air nomads mm-hmm. left yeah which is sweet next one warriors of kiyoshi yum suki yum <laughs> yum 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 what she do be a fucking badass mm-hmm. how with fans that's true kicking ass yeah face paint mm. also avatar kiyoshi a goddess like, oh yeah she's insane she's so fucking tall she's big big old feet big feet love her um she also checks Sokka's sexism at the door mm-hmm. and she said oh you think because i wear a dress i can't kick your ass you're fucking wrong mm-hmm. you're wrong right. and he gets humbled and he like bows down to the queen and she like teaches him some stuff and it's great yeah also isn't this the first episode we get to see like the lizard rhino things that yeah. the fire nation has huh. yeah. those things are fucking creepy it's pretty cool they're pretty sick though i would write one because Sokka starts off the series pretty sexist he mm-hmm. has sexist beliefs which we come to find out kind of stem from the water tribe itself yeah and being in a small town probably doesn't help either yeah and warriors of kiyoshi suki humbles this man and hey, I, yeah. I think it's pretty cool because at the end of the episode Sokka's like i'm sorry i you know treated you differently because you were a girl and i didn't think you were strong because you're a girl and she says essentially I am strong, but I am also a girl, too. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's a nice message because it's like, yeah. You... Yeah, I don't have to erase my identity yeah. in order to fit your idea of what I should be. Right. It's like... I can be everything I want. Exactly. Because a lot of times people think being strong and being feminine 
you know, yeah, completely they can different exist things. Mm-hmm. But Suki shows, oh no, I got this shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are women. Yep. We are strong. Love it. <laughs> so good. Also, Aang fucks up an entire town and just kind of leaves. He fixes it a little bit. Eh, a little with the water, but... um. We see seeds here where Aang wants Katara's attention, and Katara, like, kind of gets jealous. But Aang is just being a kid, and he's just showing off for a bunch of the other villagers. Yeah, the little girls. And getting like, attention. He's so cool. Yeah, it's still early. Early days. We go to freaking the king of Omashu. Boomy! We get flashbacks. Aang's like, I used to hang out with this kid, Boomy. He was wild. Kid was crazy. And then Sokka and Katara get trapped. In rock candy. Yeah, yeah rock candy. <laughs> which is pretty funny because they just it's have like very these funny. ludicrous... My favorite is when Sokka falls over. Yeah. Oh, it's a good time. It's just, yeah, they're just encased like in rock growing candy. growing crystals or whatever yeah, they're called. And they can't move. Aang has to do all these trials for King, the king of Omashu. And he, through those, kind of learns like, oh, this guy's fucking crazy. Yeah, you have to think about everything in a backwards, topsy-turvy kind of way. Yeah, and then at the end, the king says, what's my name? Aang thinks about it. That's his final test is you have to tell him his name. And says, you know what? I figured it out. You're mm-hmm. King Boomy. You're a mad genius. Because that's what he used to call mm-hmm. him as a kid. And then Boomy like, laughs and says, it's good to see you again, Aang. Oh. Which is <laughs> very sweet. My heart just yeah. melts. Because it's just, you know, imagine. After you're... all that time, you finally find one remnant of your past that yeah. made it. Not only that, but for King Boomy, he lived over 100 years. They thought the Avatar was gone and his friend is back. Mm-hmm. Also, how wild is it? How are you still a kid? <laughs> that would have been so fucking weird for Boomy. He looks at him. He's like, Jesus Christ, that's Aang. You haven't aged a day. <laughs> Literally. Good boy. Oh, you look great. Good God. And it's also kind of cool because King Boomy, who's this wild kid in the past and still a crazy old man, he's the one who says, Aang, bad things have happened. You need to go and like learn and you need to confront the Fire Lord. Because so Boomy, you know, he's a king. He's responsible but also still who he is. Yeah. Which is cool. Yep. And he's like a big moral oh, yeah. driver of getting Aang's ass into gear. Mm-hmm. Which is and he's, and he's beef. He's a beefcake. Good lord. He's stacked. Yeah, because he's like portrayed as a frail old man. He said, psych, bitch. And then when I'm Aang jacked. says we should fight, he's just like... He's a lean, mean, earth-bending machine. We also are introduced to the cabbage guy in this. Just have to mention it. Mm-hmm. It's his first appearance. Another banger, Winter Solstice. Winter Solstice, essentially because it's when we get to see Avatar Roku for the so first cool. time. So and cool. And get to talk to him. And he's got and such his a, dragon. And his dragon, which I can't remember the name of. I'm I a can't fake remember fan. either. But Avatar Roku's dope. He's the Avatar right before Aang. And he just explains what Boomy says further. He says, you have to stop the Fire Lord before Sozin's Comet returns because the Fire Lord use Sozin's Comet to make his move and start taking over the world. Yep. Can't let it happen again. You gotta stop it. Do it. And then, see you later. I'm going to Spirit World. Bye-bye. Good luck. But we get to see that Aang can turn into past avatars temporarily. Mm-hmm. And Avatar Roku, like, helps him escape. Yeah. With fire. It's dope. Gang, gang. Love it. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. Mm-hmm. And you're a piece of shit. And That's a con artist and a murderer. All true. But you're hot. Also true. 
And you eat some hay. And he does that bad boy thing of keeping something in his mouth. Mm. It's like the toothpick. It's just like a piece of... It's like the cigarette yeah. in Fault in Our Stars. <laughs> oh, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. If you don't, give me that. Ansel, get the hell out of here. Right. Anyway, Jet, good lord. It's it's funny because it's like initially you, you were much like Atara under the impression like this is a good guy. He's like Robin Hood. He steals from the rich, gives to the poor. Psych, he's just as bad as the Fire Nation, if not worse. He's a good guy. No, he's not. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's one of the bad ones. He's a bad guy. <laughs> oh, that guy? I thought you were pointing to the guy next door. No, that guy's a bad guy. No, Sokka's a good guy. That guy right there. Piece of shit. Yeah, Cannot Jet. be trusted. Yeah, Jet, in short, he's like kind of Robin Hood and mm-hmm. his man, his band of merry men. He's got or a crew. people also say the Lost Boys. That's what Dante said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very reminiscent of his role in Hook. True, true. Which is cool. Um, they just... Uh, ragtag group. They fight the Fire Nation, but he's kind of taking it too far. You know, he lost his family to the Fire Nation. And they all did. I think he says every one of his crew lost something to the Fire Nation. In turn, they're just going to blow up a dam and murder... All the innocent villagers in the town because maybe one of them is a Fire Nation soldier. It's called uh, stereotyping yeah, yeah. and generalizing and punishing people just for who they are. So, Jet, in a way, racist. Oh, yeah. But we get to see Sokka absolutely shine in this episode. It's beautifully. And do it again. Well done. Yay, Sokka. Because the whole time... Aang like, is doing it too, but the whole time Katara's shitting on him, saying, you know, oh, trust your instincts, look at what your instincts got us, and this and that, and I'm going to trust Jet because I want to give him the suck. And I mean, can you blame her? He's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy. He's a bad boy. Oh. And he's strong. He does, like, the Spider-Man thing where he, like, holds her. He's got hook swords. It's hot. Just dope. Yeah, he does do a Spider-Man thing. Yeah, yeah. like, with the vines and yeah. the trees, she right? She sees him with the sparkles, she's like, like oh. oh. My hero. Because yeah. there's a moment where Jet and his crew are... About to beat the shit out of an old man? About to beat down an old man who's just walking through. Sokka says, hey, we can't do that. Jet lies and says the old man was an assassin. Sokka's like, that didn't make no sense. I didn't see a knife. Obviously, Katara believes Jet for some reason. Not She's like... thinking with her pussy mm-hmm. and not her brain. Jet pretty much says as much as like... If not rough him up, but like take Sokka out. Yeah, take him for a walk. Yeah, which is, you know, that Godfather. That is gangster speak for, for kill this man. Yeah, permanent. Make that walk permanent. Good lord. Sokka gets out. We don't see him. Aang has to fight Jet. Katara's like, I'm an idiot. They fail because they Jet still blows up the dam. Mm-hmm. You're like, is something going to stop it? Like, why didn't Katara, like, stop the flood? She's not strong enough. Yet. Yeah. Later, she probably Stupid. did. They just show you this dam exploding and you get and to going see... going through a town. Yeah, and you kind of get to see, like, oh, shit, is everyone dead? You see a little doll floating yeah. on the river. You're like, <laughs> like no. A classic... No, the little girl's dead. No, where's the person attached to this doll? Yeah. But then at the end, Sokka shows up and he's like, hey, guess what? I was able to evacuate everyone because I went to the town, Sokka being smart. He told them what was going to happen, and no one believed him except when the old man from before Mm -hmm. came in and said, this boy was kind to me. Mm -hmm. I trust him. And because of that, because of Sokka's, what is it? 
his gut feeling, yeah, everything worked out. Also, like this is such like a good because I'm a fucking nerd. This would be such like a good D and D moment. Oh yeah, it's like your character goes off and does its own thing, and then it like comes to fruition. Oh, it's so like, yeah. it's so satisfying. I love and it. it's like a great speak to morality and stuff. Just mm-hmm. like the little things you do, he's doing the right thing. Can come back and help you in the end because like. If he hadn't helped that old man, no one would have believed him. Then all these people would have died. Mm-hmm. But because Sokka's a good person. Yep. And, you know, it just speaks to the little interactions you have with people could come back and reward you in such in ways you'll never expect. Yeah. So Sokka's amazing. After that, next banger of an episode is, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The storm is. You're sorry. I hit my mic. Anyway, this is definitely your favorite. That's oh, the best episode of the season, in my opinion. I'll have to ask you what yours is in a second. Mm-hmm. But the storm is where I think this show truly becomes something different. Because, yeah, we got all that that we just talked about. But the storm, at the beginning, there's an approaching storm. Aang and the crew see it. They need food. They stop off at a harbor. Zuko and Iroh see it, but they're on the ship. And Zuko's arguing with his crewmates and saying, essentially, your life doesn't matter. We need to get the Avatar. I was like just relax he tries to keep everyone together ang is confronted by this old man who says like oh you're the avatar and then he smiles and the old man says well don't be so happy about it essentially you left us and look at all the bad things that happened and ang is first here confronted by someone who doesn't like him Mm -hmm. because it's true he did leave ang runs away katara's stupid and is like he didn't mean to do it and all that which is true but it's also like uh, you obviously, as a child, don't understand like yeah. how much of a grudge, especially older people who have been suffering yeah, through these consequences for longer. All of this. Yeah, she's like, "You're a mean old man." I'm like, lady, you don't know what he's been through. You're, you're a thirteen-year-old bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But <sighs> Ang runs away. Katara goes and asks him what happened. At the same time, the crewmates are talking and shitting on Zuko, and Uncle Iroh's like. You don't know why he is the way he is. You think he's just like a punk-ass kid. Yeah. Let me tell you what happened. We get parallel storytelling of Aang saying, they told me I was the Avatar when I was 12. I didn't want to be the Avatar, but Monkey Yato was there to protect me. He was still treating me normal, even when everyone else was treating me different. But the monks were going to tear us apart, send me away. And because of that, I ran away. And I got trapped in a storm, and then I froze myself, and I woke up 100 years later in your arms. And now I have all this guilt, you know, why would they do that to me? Why would they tear us apart? And not only, but I failed the world. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Uncle Iroh is saying, Prince Zuko used to not have this scar, and he just wanted to, you know, be involved in the politics. And Uncle Iroh lets him into the room, the war room one day. Fire Nation says, we're going to sacrifice soldiers. Zuko says, you can't do that. In doing that, he spoke out of turn. He has to do what's called an Agni Kai. Agni Kai. Which is like so fucking... Can we just say the name alone? It's dope. Badass. Which I think... It's really fucked up. It's supposed to mean like fire duel or something. It's fucked. It's a really, 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 really bad... It's pretty much like gladiatorial combat to the death. It's a 1v1. It's Mortal Kombat. But with his own But that's the thing because... Iroh says, you know, Zuko thought because he spoke out of turn to the general or whoever, he would have to fight that guy. But when he turns around, he sees his father. He says because he spoke out of turn in the war room, 
he insulted the Fire Lord. Zuko's like, I'm sorry, Father. Like, I didn't mean this. He immediately, like, kneels down. Yeah, he gives up immediately and says, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry I spoke out of turn. I just, he's a kid. He's his son. And the Fire Lord fucking, which it's a beautiful scene. Because Uncle Iroh says, he leads up to the fact where we see Zuko gets a scar. But he says, as it happened, I looked away. Because he couldn't see it happen. And we hear Zuko's, you know, pain scream and hear the fire. Zuko didn't even try to fight back. He didn't want to hurt his dad. No, yeah. So we see that's why Zuko has his burn. And now he's banished and he can't ever return until he finds the Avatar. And so it comes beautifully together with Katara saying, you're here for a reason. You give people hope now. It was supposed to happen this way. I know it sucks, but we just have to make it work. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, Uncle Iroh says the Avatar gives Zuko hope. Yeah. That he can get his life back. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, look at these two characters. They're both flawed in like the same way. Mm-hmm. And they're both just like on parallel journeys. And it's just because I told it essentially one and one. But it's just like back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth. And then at the end, they save the old man and Sokka from the storm, which is very funny, I have to say. Because when the storm is happening, Sokka's like, I'm too young to die. And then the old man says, I'm not, but I still don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is great. It's an amazing line. Which is like, that's the humor. Yeah. Perfect. And then Zuko shows that he really does care about his crew. Because the helmsman. It's funny because he like, I just love the way he yells it. But the helmsman's hurt or he's in trouble. He works with the guy he was arguing with earlier to save the crew and everyone. Because Zuko shows he was just like all talk before. Yeah. He just, he really he was does. speaking from his feelings. Anger. Yeah. Because yeah. he really does care about his crew. And then at the end, it culminates beautifully with the crew saying, the Avatar's there. What should we do? And Zuko says, let him go. We just need to get safe. And Aang, I keep wanting to add to this, but Aang, he falls into the ocean. Everyone's in the ocean. And he does the same thing he did. The when, bubble. Yeah, the bubble when he froze himself for 100 years. But this time, he saves everyone, and they fly out, and Zuko looks up, and Aang looks back, and they, like, lock eyes with each other, and it's just like, oh my god. The chase. These guys are just, you the know. The chase. But it's also, like, you take that moment, of like, they're the same. Yeah. You know, and it's just, this episode's so fucking good, mm-hmm. and I just, every time I see it, I'm just like, gosh, this is a show, mm-hmm. you know? could talk about it for another three hours i really hope you don't because our our listeners are not going to tolerate that <laughs> i hope you're for one if you haven't seen this you gotta watch this show and if you have seen the show watch you, it again damn it watch it again and just you have to agree with me right it's so i good. hope i really hope we'll do the other ones a little quicker because there's i mean blue spirit who blue is spirit. it who is it it's the blue spirit this mystery guy in a blue in a oni mask, mask. So cool. Is messing with the Fire Nation with Commander Zhao. Fuck that guy. Aang has to get frogs for Sokka and... Oh, yeah, because they're all sick. Katara, because they're sick. Because they're all sick. They're going to suck on the frozen frogs. <laughs> so what happens? Aang... I'll set you up. Mm-hmm. Aang gets caught by Commander Zhao and these archers that are insane. Yeah. What is the fire... Or what is the Blue Spirit Blue do? Spirit said... No, 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 no. Not like this. Mm-hmm. And he sneaks in... Like a fucking ninja with his mask. And he just takes down all these Fire Nation people 
No bending, just like these hook swords, right? No. No, what are they? Two broadswords. Oh, they're broadswords. Okay, sorry. I got Jet's weapon confused. Uh Anyway, two broadswords, dual wheeling like a badass, just taking them down, taking them down, breaks into the chamber, frees Aang. It's a rescue mission. Oh, my God. Gets (laughs) Aang out of there. They use, like, bamboo ladders to, like, clear these tall walls, and then they get out. Work together beautifully. It's so, so smooth. Even though Aang is obviously like, yo, who the hell are you? He's like, I'll go along with it because I'm going to get out of here. And then at the end, they are like talking, or at least Aang's talking to the Blue Spirit, right? He's like, who are you? Uh, uh, Yeah, pause it. Because I I didn't rewatch it like you, so you need help. I need help from you. During their escape, Commander Zhao says, we need the Avatar alive. The Blue Spirit hears this and threatens to kill Aang. Zhao lets him go. But he has the archer, so the archer hits the blue spirit in the mask, knocks him out. During that time, Aang looks down, and you can see slightly behind the mask, and Mm. you can see that it's the same burn mark that Zuko has. And Aang's like, oh, shit. And he thinks he's going to leave, but it's Aang. He's a good guy. Plus, the blue blue spirit just helped him. He does this cool, like, smoke screen and runs off with Zuko. Then we see Zuko laying on the ground, still knocked out, and Aang is, like, up in a tree, and he's just thinking. And as Zuko comes to, Aang tells him a quick story and says, you know, a hundred years ago, things were different. I used to go to the Fire Nation all the time. I, in fact, had a really good friend named Kuzan. Mm -hmm. We were best friends, and he was from the Fire Nation. And he asked Zuko, he said, if we knew each other back then, do you think we would have been friends? And it's very sweet and Mm -hmm. stuff. But then Zuko... Throws a little He's fire. Like, fuck you for making me think. Aang ah. dips out of there. But it kind of shows Zuko. His face kind of shows like he's thinking about it. Yeah. Because it's a good question. Yeah. Because they obviously worked well together. Mm-hmm. There was like some camaraderie in those moments they had together. Yeah, they had like a natural flow. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then it ties in so well later. It's oh. so good. It's so hard not to just go off the rails when and, talking about yeah. the show. And the last little nice touch is that. Sokka and his like fever dream where he's all loopy he asks Aang you know how was your trip did you make any friends and Aang's like no I don't think I did oh buddy yeah you did he didn't admit <laughs> it did. but he, he likes you mm-hmm. he likes you so good the fortune teller the fortune teller which again like every one of these episodes could be its own episode because the fortune teller tells so much of like what is fate what can we change mm-hmm. what do we control why They're, do we believe the things we're yeah, told? Why do we believe, like, coincidence is fated, or is it just coincidence, this and that? Katara's crazy about fortune telling. Sokka fucking hates it because he's science, which is very funny because the villagers, he hates all of them. It's like, these are a bunch of morons! Uh-huh. It's the episode where Aang, he wants to know, essentially, if he's going to fall in love with Katara and they're going to be together forever. Katara, similarly, is like, who am I going to marry? The fortune teller says you're going to marry a powerful bender. Yeah. Long story short, they save the village, but it's annoying to Sokka. From a volcano. Yeah. Yes. It's so funny, though, because it's annoying to Sokka because... There's a scientific reason for everything that Mm -hmm. happens. And the fortune teller said the village wasn't going to be destroyed. Sokka's like, now don't you see the village would have been destroyed if we didn't step in? And one guy that they meet at the beginning is like, oh, but the village wasn't destroyed, so what she said came true. And Sokka's just like, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Which is very funny. But again, I really quickly need to say, this is a point for Zutara. Zutara! They could have done such a cool moment where Zuko, who's not in this episode at all, 
he shows up near the end. Maybe they have to fight alongside Zuko because the lava is too much and Zuko has to help them escape because he also has to escape. And they could have had the moment where, you know, obviously Aang, we know that he was strong. He's a powerful bender. In the episode as it is, Sokka sees Aang do this really cool, like, breath thing that freezes all the lava. And Sokka says, wow, it's easy to forget that Aang's a powerful bender. Katara's like, oh, I guess you're right. And it's like a really cool animation thing. I think what maybe their original idea was or what they could have done to make it more nuanced and like who is it is they could have had Zuko show up and do like a really cool strong like firebending move to like save a bunch of people and then someone or maybe even Sokka himself would still say like oh it's a good thing we escaped because he's a powerful bender and then Katara like in her head is like oh shit which one are you talking about yeah yeah because then it's like the fortune-telling lady, she could have been talking about Zuko. Mm-hmm. And maybe Katara's going to fall in love with the enemy. And that's like, she's conflicted about that for the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking good. Ooh. And that would have been... Give me all twitter pated just thinking about it. It would have been so cool. Oh, oh well. Oh well. Oh well. We can oh, always well. tweak it to make it more perfect for us. But. Mm-hmm. In short, the last few ones. The deserter, just real quick. Aang needs a firebending master. But he's impatient, and in doing so, he hurts Katara with firebending. Ouch. Katara finds out she's a healer. I'm a healer. Wow. And then everything with the Siege of the North is, once again, fantastic. UA. Yeah, tell us about it. Tell us about the Siege, and I'll wrap things up. Okay, so basically, Admiral Zhao is like, there's this spirit in the North Pole, and if I take one of those, there's two spirits. They're basically yin and yang. They, they're named, I forget their names, but they mean like ebb and flow. They Something can, in shoe. Yeah. They can't live without each other. So Zhao's idea is to weaken the Northern Water Tribe and just all waterbenders in general is to essentially kill the moon. Mm-hmm. And so he goes into like this spiritual oasis uh, where the, the spirits are swimming in a circle, reminiscent mm-hmm. of the yin-yang symbol. He kills one of the moon spirits or ocean spirits. Everything goes red. At first. At, when, he, when he takes it, yeah. it goes red. When he kills it. When he kills it, everything goes black and white. Mm-hmm. It's dark. Which and Iroh... Goes off. Goes fucking off. He is so upset that a, not only like a, a sacred thing that is integral to balance in nature has been disrupted, but a spirit mm-hmm. has been killed. Yeah, and because... that to Iroh is such a sin. Yes. Earlier in the episode, Zhao says, yeah, you know, your trip into the spirit world has been well documented and we know of it. So again, we get to see, um, because earlier in the series, we see that when Aang is flying in the spirit mm-hmm. world, Iroh, Iroh sees can him sees fly him, by. Can see him. And then again, we see that it's known that Iroh can go into the spirit world, yeah. which is crazy for anyone. So mm-hmm. he's, uh, Iroh's so good. He's so attuned. Yeah. Zhao says he found an ancient library. He found what the moon spirit is. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool when Iroh goes off because when everything's black and white, it does that amazing effect. Oh, this. Where, oh, the art is great. Mm-hmm, whenever fire is produced, yeah. it, it lights bursts. up. But then as soon as it's gone, everything's black, black and, white. and white again. So it's just like, oh, amazing animation. So cool. Anyway, in the prior episode, we had been introduced to Yue, who is the princess of the Northern Water Tribe. She kind of falls quickly for Sokka, mm-hmm. who is Twitterpated and infatuated with her as well. Um, they have a brief little 
love story, a little fling. Um, But Sokka obviously doesn't put much thought into it because, you know, he's just a commoner from the Southern Water Tribe. Like, why would she care about him? And? Yeah. Yue has an arranged marriage. Yeah, Yue is engaged and is supposed to get married to, like, a really good guy in the army. Whatever. He sucks. He's a prick. Yep. And he talks down to Sokka and belittles him, and he's just fucking jealous. Yep. Anyway... When the moon spirit is killed, uh, we we get more context of how Yue is special. Um, she has white hair, and it's revealed that when Yue was a baby, she almost died. Mm-hmm. And the moon spirit gave some of her power to Yue's mother? No, no like just to Yue. Because uh, she was born dead, right? It was like a stillbirth. Um or something like that. They she essentially was, said she was born asleep. She was born asleep. Okay. And then they put her in the water where the water and moon spirit... Anyway, the power goes into Yue. And Yue comes up to the conclusion, the spirit gave me a gift. I I need to return that gift. Yep. And Yue sacrifices her life for the moon. She ascends as a spirit and says goodbye to Sokka. And it's it's super sad and beautiful. But Yue becomes the moon and balance is restored. And Zhao um, is defeated by Aang because Aang is put into the Avatar state, becomes this giant water yeah, monster. He, he comes, he, wow. He becomes one with the, the fish ocean, spirit. Yeah, the ocean spirit. The other spirit. ocean spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And essentially saves the northern water tribe and destroys a large portion of the Fire Nation's fleet and simultaneously kills Admiral Zhao. And that's where the season pretty much ends. I did just want to add, because I think it again speaks to how good Zuko is. Zuko was almost assassinated by the pirates, contracted by Zhao. Mm -hmm. Zuko shows up, confronts Zhao, and they're fighting. During that time, that's when Aang shows up. I'm a big fish! The spirit shows up (laughs) and takes Zhao. And during that, Zuko reaches out to him and is like, I'll help you. Tries to save him. Grab my hand. But Zhao, being Stubborn. an ultimate bad guy, yeah. chooses to die instead. And mm-hmm. Zuko's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he like basically kills himself. <laughs> and then lastly, <sighs> when Zuko takes Aang's body while Aang's in the spirit world, right? he's doing a little speech and he says, you're just like my sister. You're so good at everything. My father said that my sister was born lucky and I was lucky to be born. Oof. But... That's fine with me because I don't need luck. I've had to fight for everything I've gotten, and that makes me strong. Yes, Zuko. Zuko. Do it, man. Yes. He's so cool. But it ends with a cliffhanger. (sighs) Fucking. We just heard Zuko talk about his sister. And here she comes. And we see the Fire Lord talking to a girl who we saw in the flashback. Mm -hmm. They knew it way back then, sitting right next to Iroh when Zuko got burned. Iroh looked away. This girl could not not be more excited. And we see the Fire Lord say, your uncle is essentially useless. Your brother is a failure. Go get the Avatar for me. Mm -hmm. And then we see her look up and she's just smiling. And then book one ends on a cliffhanger. Because Azula is on her way. Is coming and she is evil as shit. Yeah. Can't wait to talk more about that basket case. Mm -hmm. She's a lot. And with that, book one, Water, has concluded. And our first part of three is about to be over. We just want to say 
normally we would do a DTR, define the relationship, but we've still got two more episodes with this series, so we'll leave that for the end of episode three. For now, it is time to say a see you later. See you next time. A toodaloo. Mm-hmm. We are show dependent. If you've enjoyed what you've listened to, be sure to not only follow and download yourself, but share with your friends, your family, spread the word. Maybe give us a little shout out on a social or something. Woo-hoo. And tell everyone to follow Show Dependent Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. That is S-H-O, Dependent Pod. And you can also follow us at S-H-O, Dependent Pod on Twitter, Instagram. We've got a couple socials out there. Go follow. It helps us out. Let's us be able to better communicate what's going on. Yeah. I am Eddie. You can find me on socials on Twitter and Twitch at Victor V Sweet. And my other half, Kayla. Yes. Where can you be found? Uh, you can find me on the beach pretending to waterbend the waves. And I definitely Ooh. did that as a child. And I felt very magical and it was great. I swear. That- I did that. Had a little ripple. That was me. It's like sometimes when you like look at fire, like a candle. You're like, I want it to move. Move, and then it does. You're like, I am powerful. I have it within me. I have it. Anyway, you can find me at DJ Vivich on Twitter. Book one, water has come to a close. Again, we will see you next episode where we continue the Avatar: The Last Airbender series with season two, book two. Earth. But before we go, I think for Avatar, since I'm not really going to worry about the linear part of it, because if we're looking for quotes, there's one man we go to. Mm -hmm. Uncle Uncle Iroh Iroh. is the quote master. Almost everything he says. He's very much the Confucius. Confucius. Almost everything. Yes. (laughs) We got it. Almost everything he says is insightful and helpful and wise. So we'll go to the book of Uncle Iroh. The book of Iroh. For this one. A verse from the book of Iroh. Failure Failure is is only only the the opportunity opportunity to to begin begin again. again.